What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50. 40. To the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's intercepted. At the 40. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. And greetings, everyone, to the Salty Dogs podcast. Week, uh, I guess, week four of the regular season. Damn, man, you're pretty chipper after that game. Uh, I'm trying to be. Well, yeah, uh, I yeah. noticed when I listen to these that the music's really loud at the beginning. So if I don't I, yell, you I, can barely hear me. Well, Mr. Producer. I was going to say, I'm just burying you. <laughs> <laughs> well, at some point, you're going to have to listen to me talk because that is kind of what a no, podcast all right, is. Well, I'll lower the music even more. Uh, so that you can hear Scott Smith. and uh, Okay, Jeff Ryan. We are yes. the Salty Dogs, and, and we're going to have a third and in here. we are salty this morning. Yeah, we're feeling salty. Yeah, I am. Uh, we're going to have Dari Ogunbowale in here, special teams captain. Excellent. Uh, former walk-on at Wisconsin guy who has really fought his way to where he is now. Yeah. want to hear about that. I'm, I'm looking for. I really have not uh, engaged with him, so I'm looking looking forward to, uh, to He's pretty down. easy to engage is, with. Is yeah, I nice, think you're going to like him. Cool dude. Yep. I like it. All right. Well, okay, good. so before we do that, let's yeah. get let's have a happy time with Dari. So let's get the, the yeah. lame stuff out of the way first. Obviously, the Buccaneers are coming off. A 32-31 loss in which it would have been a win. For all the things that didn't go the way you wanted, if you make a 34-yard field goal at the end, you win the game. And you're mm-hmm. going to make a 34-yard field goal almost every time. You would you would think. But, I, you know, you have to go kind of way back. And, and um, I think it was your first year. 92? 92. Playing the L.A. Rams on a Sunday night. Yeah, we had a big lead, like twenty-six to nothing lead. at halftime. You know what I remember? The play I remember from that game is Ty J. Armstrong, the big tight end who was basically just a blocker, like fight to the end. That was that game, wasn't it? Yes, I think that might have been ninety-three. But in any case, he caught a pass down the seam, and two Rams hit him, but they hit him from opposite sides. It was like equal and opposite force, and so they just both kind of. They canceled each other off and bounced off each other, and he ran for like an 81-yard touchdown. <laughs> but like, the, I also remember that we blew that game and yeah, lost it. It was so that, it was like that. Is that what you're saying? I remember that, and then I think the only other one would be I want to say it was 04 against the Colts. No, that was 2003. Was that three? I don't want to talk about that game. Okay. We've talked about that game too many times. All right. So, but, but I'm saying that that's that feeling. But in this particular game, I believe that. Um, the way that way it started out, you had an 18 point lead at the right. half. You're you're looking at all these things, and you're thinking this is this is good. This is how this team should be. Yeah, but, offensively. Know, offensively. Um, Ian, listen. Here's a ludicrous theory I all heard right. this week that the Buccaneers. It was worse for the Buccaneers when Saquon Barkley got hurt and, and left the game because we had we had formed our whole defensive game plan around stopping Saquon Barkley. So when he's out. No. No, because, they, first of all, they were going to throw the ball. Yes. They were down 18. They were going to throw the ball anyway. And if they had Saquon, they had another good guy to throw the ball to. Yeah. It was a it was a ludicrous theory. And, in fact, somebody said somebody kind of threw that at Bruce yesterday. And he said, no, you never, you never don't want a great player out there. But they were going to throw the ball anyway. They're down. They're not going to run it that much. They weren't having any success, which is true. We'd already shut down the run. We'd already succeeded in that part of the game plan. Yeah. So it was just a matter of our secondary covering, and we didn't get it done. Right. So that's silly. Um, it's he not was. like you go into a game and, and – yeah, I, and he said, and I agree, that the yeah. number one issue was stopping Saquon especially with, and, and make the rookie beat you, and unfortunately he did. Right. Because of a missed field goal. And he beat you more with his legs than his arm. Yeah. Although he had and some he nice had throws. Some throws. It and was he, an impressive performance. And, and, and you know, and, and good for him. Right. Okay. And good for him. Um, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, you know. I can't feel too charitable about it. Let's talk about the field goal sequence. We, we need to talk about it. Okay. At okay. the end. So, 44. Well, be, before we get into that. Oh. Let's talk about the extra points. Yeah. And the reason why is 
the NFL is getting what they wanted. Yeah. And that was, everyone was complaining, why are you wasting time kicking an extra point? It happens all the time. And the league says, okay, fine. We're going to move it back. So it's really a 33-yard field goal. Which, again, you should make. Which you should make. However, if you look around the league, how many people are missing extra you points? You get misses. We missed two. Yeah, one was blocked. The other night, uh, the Sunday night game, there was a missed extra point. And it kind of – it. it, it, it it made me stop for a second and say, there, there's no givens now. No, there which is, is no. I mean, which you is can what decide whether you like that or not. Right. And so, uh, in, in that. But when you miss an extra point, it does come back and haunt you. It, it feels, you know, you see that happen in the beginning of the game and you think, man, are we going to regret that at the end? Yes. Two of them, though, was kind of egregious. But, well, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, and, and, and I give credit to, uh, um, to Gay, he he stood there after the game and said, "It's on me. I somebody, if I if I had made those two extra points, we wouldn't be in the position." Somebody alerted him that the media was about to come in and said, "Would you like to, um, you know, go go into the training room or something, and to, you know, and have time to compose yourself before you talk?" And he said, "No, I'm going to do it right now." Yeah. That's and and that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, he knows his job. He knows what he's supposed to do. He made four field goals, including a 52 and a 47-yarder. And, you know, you even forget about that. I mean, you don't even think about that he made four in a row. So you're thinking the last one, it's okay, this is going to be great. So let's get to that sequence. All right. Mike Evans catches the pass, 44-yarder. Yeah, and he got behind the guy. I don't know how a cornerback lets you get behind him. He, I, if, I didn't if, see the move. If he didn't if he, if he he didn't have to leap a little bit to go down on Might the fall, he would have scored, yeah. So – um, he scores. I mean, he, he's down to the nine. Uh, the Bucks run up and spike it because they want to save their last timeout because they want to run down the clock and then call the timeout and kick it. Uh, there's procedural issues. Um, we sub, they sub, the ref's standing over the ball. The clock is ticking down. We take a delay of game penalty. So now it's at the 14. And then uh, the th- after that, the play is to run the ball to the other hash because – they have found that Gay has, if he has any issues, it's from the right hash. Pushes it, keeps it outside. So they wanted to get to the other hash. So that lost two more yards. So now it's a 34-yard field goal. When it could have been a... 27-yarder? Twenty. It would have been 27 from the nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> After the game, Bruce has asked about that, obviously, Coach Arians, and says, and I'm going to read these quotes because we need to talk about the disparity here. Yeah. I just took it on purpose. That field goal is easier back five yards, no sense hurrying. We wanted to move the ball over, put it in the middle, and make it an easy field goal. Okay. And then yesterday. That's what he said after the, after game, the game at the podium. Right. Go and ahead. then on Monday when asked about it again, well, actually, he, t- he brought it up. As far as the kick, when you're looking at it, we substituted. They substituted late. The umpire standing over the ball. I'm not using a timeout at that point in time. The play is not going to get run, so he took the penalty, moved the ball back. He's got to make that kick, and we don't get it done. We're all feeling a whole lot better if we make a kick, and that's part of it, etc. And he said, and then later, it wasn't a matter of intentionally taking a penalty. When we ran our guys out, they get to substitute, so the umpire standing over the ball. It's four. It's five, four, three seconds left on the play clock. I'm not going to call a timeout and waste a timeout, and then have 13 seconds. Right. Okay. <clears throat> there is a lot of coverage of this. And I don't think it's surprising that that you read you hear these two things as a journalist and you say, okay, he's contradicting himself or he's making up a new story. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it is either. Um, okay, so when you when when you read, if you well, there's one problem, and I'll get to that. But none of this none of this really contradicts the idea when he says we took the penalty on purpose. He means. There, we knew we, we went ahead. We knew we were about to get a penalty, but we'd rather have that than burn our time out. Okay? And that's reasonable because mm-hmm. a, an NFL coach should expect his kicker to make it from 27 or from 32 or from 34. It should all be pretty much the same. You would think. It didn't. It wasn't because it barely missed, and it might have been good from 27. But these two statements don't contradict each other except for him saying that field goal is easier back five yards. And I don't know exactly why Bruce said that, but I don't think – we need to take that literally is my point. I can understand why journalists would, and I get that, but I really believe the story here is that he meant we knew we were taking the penalty and we didn't think there were consequences to taking the penalty as opposed to wasting the time out. Right, and if he makes the kick, you're not discussing this Nobody at all. has a problem with not, it. In fact, they're going brilliant because you set it up properly. You yeah, know, I mean, you're, you're, any coach in the league would gladly take a 34-yard field goal right, right. there. 
and expect to make it. And and he did too. And listen, and, and here's the other thing: they're not wrong. I there's have you ever seen a win probability chart, mm -hmm. a win graph? It's like during the game, based on many many other games and situations that have happened, who's most likely to win? You know, from this point forward, and you know, you're up when we're up 28, 10 and a half, our win probability was very high. Okay, certain plays can make it go up and down. Um, when we were lined up before the the uh, the penalty, mm -hmm. we were we had an 82.2 percent chance of winning that game according to the win probability chart. After taking the penalty, it dropped all the way to 82.0. So that penalty costs you two per two. Percent of one percent, two tenths of one percent of a chance to win the game. It wasn't consequential. I know that the story's consequential because these statements sound, in a way, contradictory, but I don't think they are. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I agree. I don't know exactly why uh, Coach Arian said that field goal is easier back five yards, and that's really why this has become a story. Yeah. Um, but he also, in that same sentence, says no sense hurrying. That's the important part. Well, the other thing, too, is Bruce Arians speaks, just speaks. He doesn't really right. have a check valve. Right. And it's refreshing um, when you ask a coach a question, he gives you an answer. That's right. And now there's another side to that because a lot of times coaches get to the point where it doesn't matter what I say, you're going to spend a lot of time dissecting it and if it's not favorable, as in with wins, then you're going to have this. I think, I think the storyline is more, if you look at this game, there were other opportunities that, that did not happen. There was a third down that did not happen. Yeah, and, and, and if you get that You're talking about down, the Cam Bray play? The Cam Bray, if you hit that, and I'm not... It looked like it was going to work. Yeah, I thought I, we had it. Yeah, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying it it, didn't it, work. in this situation... You know, you have all these plays, and then at the end of the game, you sit back and say, "Okay, there's three, three. There's all these little like three plays." You say, "Well, if that happened, this is you know would have been a win." Um, yeah, you can always do that. Yes, and so, so uh, you know, you look at, at at that part. I think also our the red zone efficiency was not there. It, it's been the biggest problem for us. We we're thirty first in the league, like twenty seven percent. Touchdown efficiency. We were one of five in that game. Mm -hmm. One of four in the first game. It's a, it's a big problem. Right. It needs to be fixed right away. I yeah. wrote about that yesterday. And then and and as I just said, uh, Bruce Arian speaks his mind, and he came out and said the secondary was not very game. good. Yeah. Had a bad game. Yeah. And and they did some kind of bust on that big play to Sterling Shepard on the on the touchdown drive mm -hmm. that won the game. Uh, an ex Buck. Sterling, no, that's Russell Shepard. Oh, Russell Shepard. Yeah. Russell Shepard is a giant, but yeah. it was Sterling Shepard who made that big right. catch. I got my shepherds confused. <laughs> um, it was just a sheep of an, in uh, another oh, clothing. Oh, oh. Wow. I, you're, I'm sorry if I pulled the wool over your eyes. On uh, you're ramming that in there. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you were going to join in there. There you go. Um, There's a close shave for sure. I heard what you said there. Oh. Um, for all wait, the pun fans out there, yes. this podcast has taken a great yeah. turn. And here's 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 another crazy thing. It's just the Giants' luck. They won a Super Bowl in Tampa on a missed field goal. So <laughs> that's right. I mean, 1991. Yeah, yeah, 91 in the old sombrero. Yep. They, Wide right. Yep, yep. The Buffalo Bills, their yep. first of four Super Bowl losses. Sorry, Bill fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, because there's lots of Bills fans listening. Well, you just never know. Um, wait, the, wait, did you have something you need to get to? Because I wanted to continue with what we were just talking about. Go ahead. So. After the Cambray play, yep. it was right around to maybe our 30, 35-yard line. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you noticed, but it they were – first of all, I think they were measuring, so it took a little while. It, our offense stayed out there on the field for a long time. It really looked like we were contemplating going for it there, and and, and that's not something – You're talking about the fourth and one? Or the, the after yeah. the Cam, yeah. after Cambray got tripped up – let me see here. It was, uh, it was three and a half minutes left in the game, uh, and we were at our own 31 you're not going to see a coach go for it with a six-point lead at his own 31 almost ever, but it really looked like a contemplated, Jeff. And actually, those numbers that, mm -hmm. that people talk about, the analytics, suggest that it, you would have been better off going for it. Yeah. Um, either way, they have to score a touchdown to beat you, but you're giving them a short field, but you also might Saving have time. more time yes. left afterwards. So yeah. you need a stop either way if you don't get the stop. But, you know, the, the coach would counter, well, yeah, but it's, if we make them go 80 yards, it's a lot harder than going yeah. 30 yards. Um 
And really, we came one play and maybe a, a stunt in the middle of the field. Vita Vea stunted around the side. Well, and Dominic Sue didn't go over the middle. If it was a job, I don't know. And so Daniel Jones all of a sudden sees the Red Sea part in front of him and runs straight up. It was fourth down. We'd stopped three plays. We might have stopped them. We had every receiver doubled. Yeah. I mean, right. it was that close. And then and then they still managed to come back and, and get in position to win the game. Um, but I don't mind him not going for it there. I, I will say, and, and again – Second guessing is just for the fun of it. Yes. And these coaches know what they're doing way more than I do. But I will say when we had, before the last field goal, when we we ran on third and two, it was a, read zone, it was a zone read option apparently, uh, and apparently it was the right decision uh, for James to hand it off to Peyton. He didn't need to get a touchdown. He just needed to get two yards. Uh, we just didn't get it blocked well. <clears throat> I would have gone for it on fourth down there, up by three. Yeah. We kicked a field goal to go up by six because I'm thinking either way, they have to get a touchdown. It doesn't change the fact that they, a touchdown will beat us, whether you're up three or you're up six. Well, I think if it, the play didn't just work, why go again? Well, don't don't run the same play. Well, I understand, but you. I in fact, when I saw us run, not realizing that was a read option, I thought, okay, if you're running on third down, you're clearly planning to go four downs here. But we kicked a field goal. I'm just saying, if you score a touchdown there with six minutes left and you're up by ten, I think you, you're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the thing. That's that's the thing with all these fourth down decisions. It's you you tend to think, probably as a coach, I don't know, I've never been one, but it certainly as a viewer, you tend to think of, oh God, what's going to happen if we don't get it? That's your first thought. That's the that's the, the that's what drives your decision. If we don't get it, here's the problem. I don't think we think enough about if we do get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the the potential reward to me is enough to take the risk. Maybe not in that one after Cam when we're at our own 30. That's awfully risky. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would have applauded if we did it, but I don't know if I could pull the trigger if I was the yeah. coach. Right. But I, I, I think the risk, the reward was worth, the potential reward was great enough to take the risk on fourth down at the five-yard line. Um, if you don't make it, you they still have to score a touchdown to beat you. They could tie you, but they still have to score a touchdown uh-huh. to beat you, and they're at their own five-yard line. You know? Mm, I do. <clears throat> I do, uh, you know. It, but I, again, before you answer, the caveat always is Bruce Arians and his staff have about a thousand years of coaching, yes, and compared. I have none. Yes. So I, that, I'm not. I don't like second guessing. I'm just saying it was. In my point, this wasn't a second guess because at the time, I'm like, I think we should go for it. Yeah, it's a discussion. Yeah, it's not a. It's not. But, but theoretical. It, yeah, and the, the same would go for uh, you know why kick the field goal? Why not try to score the touchdown? Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, well, that was what I'm saying. But okay. but I'm you know the, the the I'm talking about at the very at end. At the very end. I, and, I know. I know. And as soon we were at lunch yesterday, and someone said to me, "Why didn't they go for a touchdown?" And I went, well, we're talking risk reward. Yeah, and I, and I looked and I said, "You only need three points." Yeah, you, and if you go for the touchdown, and uh, you know, if you're going to pass, you know, only three things happen. Two of them are not good. <laughs> That's right. All right. If you have a fumble. What's right. the first thing everybody says? But it's just, you know, that's that's what makes football so much fun is that when the game's over with, you can talk about it and you can dispute this, that, the other. Um, I, I think that the most surprised people in the stadium were the Giants, <laughs> you know. That they won? That they won, yes. Yeah, your, your thing there um, about going for a touchdown in is the same risk-reward discussion. In, the, in that case, I don't think the reward is worth the risk because mm-hmm. the risk is too, too great high, yeah. because you are going to win the game with a 34-yard field goal. You're going to win. Every coach in the league will take a 34-yard field goal to win the game every single time. Yeah. You're going to make that kick almost every single time. I, 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 almost. I, and there was one thing I, about this – there's something different about this loss. There's, it's, and I, I can't put my finger on it exactly, but and you feel it too. I mean, I do. Well, yeah, because when when for whatever reason, it just seems like this loss is you kind of stop for a second, and go, how did that happen? Mm. You know, I feel like we've had a number of those in recent years. Yeah, but th- this one was I don't. I we don't shouldn't know. have lost this game. No, I, but you know that's why it's sixty minutes of football. Yeah. You know, I mean that's that's what it is. Um, it it it's going to it, it's unfortunate because you know when you look at the schedule you start going okay we're we're not going back to Raymond James Stadium until November tenth. It's crazy. That's that's where we're going. And yes, uh, there's a bye week in there, but you're coming off of uh, a trip to London. 
and you know debts, and then you're headed to Tennessee and then Seattle. So yeah, there's two West Coast trips in there too. It's yeah, a well, crazy yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's short weeks because on Friday we head to California. That's right. We get back in probably about four in the morning on yeah. Monday, and then those we are turn hidden little things that people don't realize. Right, and then uh, we turn around and go to New Orleans on Saturday. Great, and, and then we turn around and go to London on Thursday. So you are now in short weeks from here until we get back. From you know London. what the great thing about that New Orleans trip will be? Short when we're coming back. Yeah, when we're out. Of I that know because you love that place. <sighs> um, I can't say it enough. Yeah, and I th- so so this is going to be a. a, a Maybe it, maybe it will be a fun stretch. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to look at it. It'll as, be fun if we get some wins. Yeah, it's going to be, It'll a, be grueling a, if we don't. Right, right. But you know what? The one thing I know about the NFL is there's games you win that you didn't think you had a prayer in, and then there's games that you lose. That oh, you for go, sure. How is that? Yeah. And if you look at around the league, where backup quarterbacks played well, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater played well in in Seattle, which I think they. They haven't lost a home game there, and who knows? You know, they're just – that's crazy. Uh, Kyle Allen played well for the Panthers. Very well, yeah. It's crazy. And they, yeah, they finally – they hadn't won a game in how many – Ryan Griffith's probably sitting there going, uh, when am I going to get my chance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. One more thing All before right. we get to our guests. We, okay. we have to talk about Shaq Barrett. What, what can you say? Eight sacks. Eight sacks. Jeff Ryan, eight sacks in three games. It's an NFL record. I tied, know. Tied it. I know. And he, I would say that – that is a successful free agent signing. And just so what people need to gonna know, go out on a limb. he is probably one of the nicest guys and humble. We had him out at the uh, Bucks Total Access show uh, locally in Tampa at Hooters. Uh, it would be Monday night was last night because we're recording this on Tuesday. A lot of people came out. A lot of people came out. And he was so gracious um, taking photos and signing autographs and just, uh, you know, and very, like, very unassuming that all of this is happening, but um, you know you got to be happy for him because when he was in Denver, you know he's only twenty six. We yeah. had him on the show. He had he he was the and I've said this already on the show, so this is not just because of the eight sacks. But I love this kind of signing where you take you find a guy who's shown promise for another team, but because of what they have, have. he didn't necessarily get one hundred percent of the opportunity that maybe he deserved, and that just happens. Like Hardy Nickerson. Yep. Hardy Nickerson came here for a bigger role, and and obviously it suited him well. It's exactly what I liked about the signing when it happened. I said it beforehand, mm-hmm. not after Before all these games. sacks. Yes, and um, it's exactly what is happening. You're taking a guy. You're saying, okay, I see a lot of promise here in this limited role. Let's see if with a bigger role that multiplies, and it certainly has. And and what's happening too is something that hasn't happened, and that is the fact that. Guys are getting double teamed. Yes. And someone's getting free. And that's always been. Somebody has to win their one on ones. That's exactly what is happening. He's yes. got eight over nine sacks. And um, I, I heard Indomitian Sue said something on the sideline uh, in this last game like, uh, you know, he's getting the one on ones because our interior line's playing so well. Yes. And they're getting double teamed. And, um, and he's like, yeah, that's our job. That's what Sue says. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he gets it. Yes. sacks. We're, Sue doesn't care. Right. He says, this is our job. And and it's But the point is, you create those one-on-ones, but you have to win those one-on-ones, and we have not been doing that with... Simeon Rice. I mean, JPP and Carl did to, mm-hmm. to a good amount last year, um, but overall, through decades... A decade or so, we haven't yeah. been winning. We haven't a guy that's consistently winning his one on ones, and he sure is. And uh, the, the, what I think was going to be fun to watch is okay, now they've got two really strong games on him, multiple sacks <laughs> and two straight games. All right, now defensively, right? are they, yeah, what are they, what will they do? Well, you, know? you got to, you got to think about it. Yeah. You think about, uh, I mean, I'm sure he lines up on the, um, he generally lines up on the weak side. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. He lines up on the strong side. What the thing that I, I, you know, Crazy. It just is when you think about how many sacks and good for him because he's got bonus clause in there. And last know. year, last year we were like, "Oh, is JPP going to get ten? Are we going to yeah. finally have a guy, a double-digit sack guy, yeah. for the first time since Samir yeah. Rice in two thousand five? Uh, is he going to get there? Is he, and he gets there. Now Shaq's almost there already after yeah. three games. But but that's a that's a hard go because now you got you're sitting at eight with three, and then every you know he gets a sack a game, and there he goes. Oh, he's slacking. He only got one sack today. So the the you yeah. know the fact that 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 uh, last kick missed mm-hmm. by about. Five inches uh-huh. probably means Shaq won't win his second straight 
defensive player of the week. No, award he won't because they don't generally give it to, to no. guys on losing. But games. he would deserve it. If so. he, we had won that game, yeah. I think it was a slam dunk. Not only four sacks, but two forced fumble, and he also had another one that was rightfully called an incompletion, but it was pretty darn close to mm-hmm. a fifth sack and a third forced fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So crazy good stuff. Well, and that's that's a that's a good free agent. That's what happens. And let's see where if it continues. Yep. And, uh, we you got... find guys that way. Sometimes you find a guy by um he didn't get drafted and is bounced around on practice squads, and you bring him into your practice squad, and then he proves himself. And we're going to talk to a guy like that right now. And who is that going to be? Mr. Dari Ogumbawale. You said that so well. It's really not as hard as it looks. Okay. I'm not even going to attend. Dari, I'm, I'm sticking with Dari. Okay, well, let's right. get him in here, and we'll be back in just a minute to have a, a nice long chat with Mr. Ogumbawale. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs podcast, and this is everybody's favorite part, uh, the, the middle segment. Fine. It's not yours? No, it is. It it's is mine. yours. It's okay. Because I get to talk to someone else other than you. <laughs> other than you. That's Jeff Ryan throwing shade at me. I'm sure. Scott Smith still. And joining us now is Daria Ogumbawale. Daria, thanks for your time, man. It's an off day for you guys. Yep. No problem at all. Okay, man. Got a little treatment. Got a little podcast in. Exactly. And he's got exactly. a smile on his face. Always. 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 Smiling. Why, that, is, why is that? I don't know, man. It's happy, man. It's blessed. Very blessed, you know. The way things have been working out for me, and uh, it's hard not to smile, really. I like it. It's a good attitude. Yeah. We should try that. <laughs> it's too late in life. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. It, it would be the late. smiley dogs. Yeah. My wife wouldn't know who I was. Yeah. If I, yeah, I understand. So, so this is team captain Dario Gumbawali, yes. um, special teams captain. And when that happened, and I asked you about it, I was one of the people standing around you, and I asked you about it. You said your teammates appreciated you know, your path to where you got here and the things that you've overcome and, and gotten through. So let's talk about that. I mean, I know, I get, I, unless it starts earlier, I know you're a walk-on at Wisconsin. Is that is that the first, is that where we should start? Yeah, or, we can start there. I mean, how about high school? Yeah, let's start. Uh, let's, high school, let's I mean, go back. So, so we're going back. So high school, um, it's a soccer guy. I grew up playing soccer. soccer. My wow. dad um had me and my sister playing soccer from, I was about four years old when I first started playing soccer. And I played soccer all the way through uh until my sophomore year of high school, but uh, weird things started happening with the the soccer team at high school, and I ended up quitting. And then I started playing football when I was a junior um, because, you know, soccer and football are different seasons. So um, that's really when I started playing football, and I was a cornerback, Mm -hmm. um, cornerback, nickelback um, in high school, and then was able to walk on because of the relationship my high school coach had with the the cornerbacks coach at Wisconsin. So then – I then the story starts as the the walk on a walk on at Wisconsin as a cornerback. Yeah, and then you became a running back, which I got to believe that being a running back at Wisconsin is a good life. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was fun to kind of join that whole fraternity of Wisconsin. Backs. Right, <laughs> and uh, it definitely uh, was a lot more fun. I would say there's uh, usually about five three hundred pounders. In yeah, exactly. I mean they always have an amazing line. Yeah, we had a good old line. We had young guys my last couple years at at Wisconsin, and um, those guys ended up growing up and now they're all over the league now and then um so but yeah we we always keep a good good stable old lineman did you did you watch saturday's game yeah of course oh i just checking i knew they were gonna be michigan i mean michigan was overrated going in. really yeah but wisconsin's good we got a a good team this year i'm a big 10 guy too love it not that i played football (laughs) um so (laughs) then uh you did not get drafted and your first stop was houston right houston so you've been on practice squads there washington here and practice squad is an awesome way for guys to eventually make it on the team as you did, but it's not a guarantee. For so sure. For sure. How, how did you feel that whole – it took a couple of years. I mean, did, did you were you sure you were going to be where you are now, or, or was it trials and tribulations? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely trials and tribulations. Um, when I was with the Texans, I mean, I thought I was in a good situation. I was, and um, but we ended up making changes. Then I went to, to Washington, and I ended up getting active for the last two games of the season, which was awesome, you know, getting the chance to play – play uh playing games and then um then the next year comes and I'm here on the practice squad and then get active again and get to play kick return and things like that and um definitely didn't you know think it happened this quickly you know being on practice squad last year and now being being captain this year um that's definitely a blessing but um yeah, it definitely was a were tough times you know being on practice squad and like you said not not having that uncertainty week to week and things like that but um Things have definitely been working out. How do you how do you work through that? Because in the practice squad, you gotta you gotta be ready as if you're gonna play. Oh, for and sure. then on Sunday comes and they say, well, okay, you go sit over here. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. hard is that? It's tough, you know. I mean, especially when when you feel that you 
are competing with the guys. You know, you're making plays and you feel like you you you're good enough to be out there on the field on Sundays. It's definitely tough. Um, once you once Sunday comes, you got to sit up in the suite with the other with the other ten guys uh, and watch the game. But you know, like like it's part of the part of the journey, and it was part of when you go undrafted. That's definitely a a probable situation that you'll find yourself in, and you know it. it it's fun still, you know, you're still getting to play football through the week and you're still getting to compete and you're still part of the team in the locker room. So all, all that stuff, it's easier to find the positives in it than the negative, and I, and I think that's what got me through it. Does it make it sweeter now that, that you're on the roster? Oh, absolutely. Because, because you work so hard to get there? Absolutely. And that doesn't go – I mean, guys that go draft in the first round, it's still sweet for them. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own journey, so I'm not going to make it seem like mine, but I, I definitely appreciate my story and my journey, and um, it, it, it's real, real awesome now being being where I'm at. So soccer ended. What if you hadn't found football? What do you think you'd be doing? I talk about that with my sister all the time. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? I, I honestly can't guess. I'm, uh, I was an econ major in real estate, minor in uh, at Wisconsin. So, if I'm not in sports, I'll probably, it, I would probably find myself doing some in that at least to start out, and then maybe find a different passion. But who knows, man? I, it's I a moot point. Yeah, it's a moot point. So you you brought it up. Yeah. I know every I every interview say. with you doesn't have to be about your sister. But oh, I, I love it. And we <laughs> talked about that. We weren't really going to bring it up unless you brought it <laughs> oh, up. Way to it's get like it. we're the lawyers. Sure. He, he brought he put yeah. the evidence in. Yeah. Uh, Arike, is that pronounced? Am I pronouncing that right? Arike, yep. So she's in the WNBA and was she obviously in, uh, a superstar at Notre Dame. Um, we had Jack Sitchie in here a couple weeks ago, and he was complaining about how it took him until he was about 13, years old, 13 or 14 years old to be able to beat his sisters <laughs> in basketball. You probably had a similar – did you have how, – how were you against her in basketball? Well, growing up, I was always beating her. Yeah, you're older. This is my younger sister. and uh, So I was beating her all the way up until like through high school and maybe even the first couple of years in college, but then something happened. And <laughs> I don't even know if it was the talent thing. She always had talent, but she just got this level of – cockiness man and it was just like oh, i can't beat this girl nice. so so she beat me once and i'm like i ain't playing her I, i'm not about to lose twice Good move. smart guy you know, so i can't go on a losing streak against my younger sister so i was it so there's no more one-on-ones we'll play horse yeah and she'll obviously beat me in that but uh no she's a special special talent i love talking about it just because i mean we, we knew we me and my family we just knew it was gonna happen we knew she had all these God-given talents, and, and then once the hard work started coming with it, I was like, oh, this girl's special. Well, your mom was an athlete, too, right? Yeah, she, uh, she's in the ring of honor at DePaul. She played wow. softball at DePaul. And my dad, he grew up in Nigeria, uh, came to America in his 20s, and he played soccer in Nigeria. He, play, he actually lived in England also, and he played rugby over there. So, um, does, he, he, <laughs> does he think that you're playing a soft uh, version of rugby? No, no. He, he, when he came to America, he actually loved football right away. Like, uh-huh. he, uh, we moved to Wisconsin. He, he became a big Packer fan. And he, like, one of the first things he got, he got this big entertainment system down in our base. That was when entertainment yeah, systems yeah. were a thing. He had the big wooden, <laughs> big th- yes. big wooden thing. Bigger with speakers. Surround you know sound speakers. Saying? Surround yeah. sound speakers that you yeah. can just see. Now yeah, you don't want to yeah, see yeah, it. But yeah. back then you wanted to see how right. big the speaker. And so everyone would come over and watch Packer games every Sunday. Um, all his uh, friends that came from Nigeria with him, they're all watching uh, uh, the Packer games together. And um, he, he learned the game of football just from watching. And now he loves football. Um, it's probably his favorite sport to watch. He's going to be in heaven the first time you, you play in – Lambeau. Field. Oh well, tech, we played at Lambeau Field. We played against LSU when I was at Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So, yeah, all yeah, right. so got, you already got there. So huh? he already got to watch me play. It's at a great Lambeau. place. You you seem to um, step up a, a a beat when you start talking about your family. You're a pretty low key guy. You get a Nike deal and you don't <laughs> say anything about it, and your sister has to tweet it out. Yeah, man. I, I, like you said, I'm low key. I don't. I, you know, I. Let let things speak for themselves, but my sister, she uh, she like I said, she she's not, yeah, back. Exactly, she's not like that. So she definitely made sure that uh, people knew about it. See, that's that's a part that people. She have probably to... has a deal too. Oh yeah, yeah she got it, one it was she, me too. it was welcome to the family. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was it was like I'm bragging on my brother, but I'm also twisting it a little bit. <laughs> that must be uh, every parent's dream to have two kids yes. with Nike deals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. You have another sibling too, don't you? I have an older brother, Mario. He uh, he played sports in high school, but he's he's more of our support now he uh, lives back in milwaukee and uh comes to every game he can come to and yeah it's our it's mario our mario yeah that doesn't seem to fit no. with the rest of the name that's what we call him oh, oh he, has, yeah. he has a longer okay which is longer name we call a uh, lou mario 
Oh yeah, um, Mario. Yeah, yeah. Mario. Mario. Mario, as we know it, Mario. Yeah, yeah. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did your Did your dad meet your your mom here or in the, in Milwaukee? Yeah. In Milwaukee. Oh, wow. Milwaukee yeah. My that's... mom. She was born in California and raised in Rockford, Illinois. Oh, that's why you and got then... that lo- real low key stuff. <laughs> is that from California? Is that what it is? Okay, that's yeah. what it is. That's where okay. it comes from. Okay. Do you know why your dad ended up in Milwaukee? Of all so places? he so he, when he first came to America, he liked he, uh, the beer. He, you know, that, he does enjoy his beer. He's a Heineken guy. Milwaukee's not a Heineken guy. No, no, exactly. He not. loves Heineken and Guinness. I don't know what that's Guinness about. at least has Gu- taste. Well, yeah. Heineken doesn't taste like anything. Anyway. I hope he listens to this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Am I backing up your opinion? Yeah. Um, but no, he moved to Seattle um, right away. He had uh, friends in Seattle that came from Nigeria with him. And then um, he ended up getting like a scholarship to University of Milwaukee. Uh-huh. Um, and Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And that's what ended up. And then he became a educator and then now he's an administrator now he works with the superintendent in milwaukee awesome so your dad's in education yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't normally get into personal things but that's he, not true you well, do everything. I, I, it's true but he always asks about a significant well item. it's it, you know i'm not i'm not even going down that road i'm just looking over and i see you have this tank top shirt on and we were talking about that on the and, way over i wasn't gonna bring it, it up it, you know it was a, him not me it's a snake skin and and not everyone can wear that, but I will That's say I you said. carry it really, really well. I appreciate it. His now, teammates in the uh, wait in the killing him. didn't agree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're you're wearing it really well. But wearing that, it also shows your tats. So okay. I'm just curious because you're wearing a a a, um, a shirt like that. Sure. Is that be able to say, oh, by the way, I do have some ink on me. Uh, any significance to what you have? They all do, man. And so I kind of wish this weren't a podcast so I could show it. But no, I got some of my legs, my arms, just a lot of family stuff. I have uh, Ife means you love in my dad's language, Yoruba. Oh, cool. uh, I got my mom's name, my siblings' birthdays. Um, I got a Zeus tattoo on me. Me and my brother, we used to be into Greek mythology when we were younger. It's just a bunch of, mostly, like you said, mostly family stuff, uh-huh. but a little bit of things everywhere, man. I, Greek looks, mythology. It, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. We used it's, to, it's weird, man. Why? Thor, what, what, no, how did you get into that? I, I think I learned about it in a, a school one day, and I came home, was like, yo, Mario, you know who <laughs> Thor and Mars and... I mean, it is pretty Zeus dramatic stuff. Were you, did, did you act it out? or No, nah, we, just, we just would look it up. I, we had just gotten the internet at home because of my dad through his school. So we just Google. I don't even know if we Googled, Googled it. it. Probably, probably Yahoo. Ask Jeeves. Bing. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah, we searched it and like, yo, it's Zeus. Oh, it's Neptune. And yeah, yeah so it was cool. So then we just got into it and uh, got a tattoo on me. I guess. Yeah, it, looks, it looks solid. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I wish I, you know, now, yeah. You know, we've we've had Dari here for more time than I said we were uh, already. 11 minutes So we'll get seconds. you out of here. Okay. Oh, wait, he just gave away. We haven't, cool talked, we haven't talked about Buccaneer football oh. yet. It's, maybe we should do that at some well, point. Well, we can do that. He had three catches uh, uh, last game. I saw the, the great screen pass to, to Ronald Jones mm-hmm. in that game, and I tweeted something about it. Because screen passes have not been this team's strength for a long time. And that was a great one. I said, that's probably the best one I've seen in a while. And I thought, well, we did have Dari had a really good one. Was it yeah. to say a similar play? I fell down, though. Uh, well, you, you still got like 40 <laughs> yards, though. Yeah, yeah, isn't, yeah, yeah. isn't it funny that, you know, you never really think about players remembering as I much as – I forgot that he tripped at the end of the yeah, game, but that, he didn't, of course. But he brought it up, and yeah. that's, that's – it's, it's honestly cra- – you would think, like, all the games I've played and plays I've played, but I – People, you can bring up plays, and guys always remember oh, the yeah. specifics about oh, for sure. playing. 100%. It's pretty crazy. It's really crazy, actually. You've been kind of – I don't know if you fa- you follow fantasy football. I, I don't, but I did notice that you're like the sleeper pick. Everyone, everyone noticed that. You yeah. have. Well, well, I haven't noticed that. I have, I'm in people tell group you. chats, yeah. and they're always yeah. talking about their – I don't really like to talk about fantasy with my homies just because it's like – Yeah. It's, a it's my job, yeah. man. Let's not just be talking about your fantasy team, but – no, I, I did get a bunch of text about me being added and people stashing me away. Mm-hmm. And stuff. People are really dying for running means. backs in fantasy. Man. I stopped playing fantasy in 2014 when I came in last after <laughs> Yahoo said I had <laughs> yeah. the best draft. Oh. Uh-huh. And then I ended up coming in last, so I was just like, I'm All that this. means is Yahoo compares where you picked guys to where they had them ranked. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, it Scott, mean- Scott's big, big into it. In fact, he is uh, competing against some. Buccaneer fans. fans. I don't want to talk about it this week. Yeah. Uh-oh. And the last couple of weeks, he's been really bragging on it heavily. And <laughs> we noticed he has not brought it up. <laughs> so I had a good week. I scored a lot, but I lost. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> so the reason that you could be a legitimate fantasy ad is because you're 
you're getting a lot of third down snaps, and um, you, so you could catch passes for the. You, know, you might run the ball as well, but mm-hmm. probably catching passes is the mm-hmm. most likely thing, which is great in fantasy because mm-hmm. you get a point for a catch too. Yeah, but, yeah right. Um, did you think that was the your best shot at being in the offense was being like a third down type, third down type back here? For sure, for sure. In the offense, um, you got two great backs in yeah. Rojo and Peyton, and uh, those guys move the ball. You know, on first and second down, and then third down comes in, and I can still run the ball. But my my biggest strength, I would say, is is my in the passing game, whether that's in protection or running mm-hmm. routes. So, um, yeah, I've definitely uh, kind of carved that role out. And uh, between that and special teams, I, I like where my role is That's and um, just making sure I continue to, to make plays. Yeah, you got to be a, you got to be able to block if you're going to be exactly. I'm exactly. sure that's drummed in your head all for the sure. time, right? For sure. Is I, that a matter of is that a matter of just being strong or is it more technique and, and knowing what's going on? It's a, it's a lot of it, but I would I would probably say the biggest thing is just having the knowledge of the defense, you know, cuz now once you get in the league, these defensive coordinators are real creative and got guys coming from everywhere, so you mm-hmm. got to make sure you see the mic point and so I, I, I'm good at that. You know, I'm good at picking that up. And I, I would say probably starting on defense kind of helped me out being able to recognize oh, okay. where, where the rushers are coming from, seeing the rotation of the safeties and stuff like that. So, But then at the end of the day, you just got to make sure you don't get run over once you, yeah. once you pick your guy up. I, I don't – <laughs> this we're supposed to be having fun here, so we probably don't want to talk a whole <laughs> lot about the last game. You know, it's funny you say that because I was sitting here and he's been it's been really going well, and I I'm kind of like, do I really want? Usually, talk our about guests it? have stormed out by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually they don't they won't last as long. But I mean, Sunday's game was it, it was a it was a it was a kick tough, in the teeth. Yeah, it was. Well, as someone said to me, it was a slap in the face. So where do you go from here? Where? I mean, you got you, you yeah. the team. You really should be two and one, For maybe sure. even three and zero. Oh. That sure. first game we got away a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, where do you go from here? Same same way we did after the first game. You know, we lost the one at home that we all felt we should win. We we definitely felt that we were the better team and just left a lot of stuff out there. But then we went to went to Carolina. We were able to take care of business. So um, kind of the same thing happened last uh, on Sunday, and then we just make sure we go out to LA and take care of business again. You know, we 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 know we have a good team. You know, we know we have a really good team. Obviously, our defense is playing great football, and our offense is showing signs of playing mm-hmm. great football. We just got to bring it up, you know, be more consistent and, and I think I mean, I think we'll be able to do that. So but not obviously it's sucks being one or two, um, especially the way we lost those two games and but um you know we We'll take care of business and we'll, we'll get back on the tough stretch ahead. Though track. I mean, you're not going to play another home game until November 10th. That's I know, so weird. Man. I know it's uh, it's going to be fun though. You know, you, <laughs> it, 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 you, there you, you go. You like you like the home games, of course, but we're going to get to play in some some fun stadiums. Um, get to go to London. It, it'll be a good it'll be a good stretch of have games. You, have you been overseas before? Have you gone? I have. have you you know, I, I have. I have family in London too, which is going to oh, be cool to have them come cool to the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, my dad's cousins still live there. And uh, no, yeah. So I, I've I've traveled, but uh, it should be good being with the squad over there. Yeah. Well, what I what I've noticed though is everyone we've talked to, and even after the game, uh, um, uh, everyone feels when I say everyone players, they feel like this is a good football team for sure. And it seems like you know we're beating ourselves rather than other teams beating us. Is exactly. that a fair assessment? For sure. And it's definitely frustrating when that's the case, but also real you know optimistic about it because once we stop beating ourselves once we stop these small you know random errors throughout the game you know we'll we'll be able to play some beautiful football and I, I think things are going to start uh start working out for us real well but like you said I mean it's just small things where we just have lapses in games where we'll beat ourselves and uh, we got to stop that awesome well oh let's we end, are- let's we, we we could end it on this because I have not heard anyone ever <laughs> use the adjective Beautiful football. <laughs> I like that. It's the beautiful game, right? It beautiful, is a beautiful, beautiful game. And this is a wonderful, beautiful <laughs> podcast. Well, let's let let's let Dario enjoy the rest of his day off. Thank uh, you. We appreciate yeah. your time. We we kept you here longer than I promised, no but problem, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. So thank you. It. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. The Salty Dogs. All right, we're back here for our last segment on the Salty Dogs podcast. And, uh, and the music's low right now. So. <laughs> you can hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great with Dari. I especially like Fun. When, I especially like we're I, – I always tell these guys we'll shoot for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And usually it's, today's a day off, but usually it's they're in the middle of a schedule and they got to get to a meeting or something. And so, uh, you know, we might run a minute or two late. And I look over your, your uh, stopwatch there and it says 11 minutes. I'm like, well, we, we're already – and Dari's like, 
Yeah, he's okay. waving like, his whatever. hand. Whatever, go he's ahead. Good. He's I'll good. I'll just do yeah. this as long he's as we proud of his ink too. You notice that? Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't know about that question when you started it, but it ended you, up. You got a little concerned, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if if I are there guys that like to talk about their tattoos and others that don't. Well, I don't know, but if you're wearing a um, sleeveless a, a sleeveless shirt with a kind of low, yeah, kind of low. I'm, By the way, it was snakeskin print. It, what, what did I say? Leopard. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't Did remember. Did you say? I couldn't remember. I was trying to decide. I didn't think you actually said Oh, okay. Because I, I was trying to decide whether it was a leopard or snake skin. It looked like snake to me. Yeah. Go with snake. Snake <laughs> sounds better than, than, you know, he'll probably hear this podcast and make sure we know that it was snake. He but. may have to retire the shirt or at least just not wear it into work because no. he's, he, he said car- his teammates, he looked good. He carried it well. He really yeah. did. You you're, need to get yourself one of those You're going to get one. Maybe we'll get a photo of both of us. We should them. get snake skin yes. shirts. The official shirt of the yeah. Salty, Salty Dog podcast. Yes, we'll sell them and everything. <laughs> but um, great ahead. story. Yes, uh, for Dari, great guy. You, oh. you you love to see those guys succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and he and he and his uh, sister's really good at basketball. <laughs> That's great. I love he played. He, she beat him once. He's like, nah. Yeah, I'm done. He's a smart guy. You know guy. what? I kind of did the same thing with my son. Did you? Yeah. Once he got the point, Alex he could starts be, beating you. When he, he could totally destroy what? me in basketball now. Now was that because he was beating you or because you're a sore loser? And there's a little bit of both in there. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> Once he could beat me in basketball, I just stopped playing yeah. basketball. Well, why, why would you continue? Play to, with your friends. Yes. Why would you do that? I mean, once you're getting beat, why would you continue? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Kids try want to beat dad because that's their goal. Once yeah. that happens. That okay. was like uh, that was like video games, too. You know, yeah. the Wii or whatever when mm-hmm. he was little. I never really cared that much about video games, but uh, I played them with him. Mm-hmm. And then early on, you're letting him win. And then it gets to the point where you're even, and then that's kind of fun for a year or so, and then they can destroy you, and, then and, and it's then, not funny anymore. And then you're tossing the Wii around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. What do we got? All right, we got questions. All right, very did you, good. Did you, you kind of knew that. Well, I... Because this, this is that's what this, this is. is what this is. All right, first you one. You notice we call them questions. We don't say the mailbag, or we don't say, you know... Do you want me to call them mailbag? No, no. You already got that. Sack old mail. Yeah. Go ahead. Actually, that's a good point, because um, I got this question. is for the podcast... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked it enough that I actually you stole it. I stole it and wrote about it in the mailbag, but I did say I would answer, talk about it here too. All right. Um, hey, Scott and Jeff, this really is a great question. Okay. Great interview with Kevin Minter. Thank you. And when you talked about having multiple helmets and being designated to wear the green dot, if yeah. Devin White went out, it led me to my next questions. Why isn't Levante designated as the backup play caller to Devin White? And for that matter, while there are two MLB positions, or actually we call them ILBs, but I know what he means. It appears that they are different. Can you explain the difference between what Devin and Kevin do, do versus Levante and Dayon? <clears throat> and I can. Can you? I can. Really? Uh, but the first question. I'm going to th- I'm gonna think about that. I don't know if I could. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Well, I, 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 well, I'll be honest, too. I, I had a feel about it, but I went and talked to a scout. I like a man just, that does his research. Just to give me a, just to make sure I know I, what I'm talking about. So, so let's start with the first part, which is. Uh, why isn't Levante the backup play caller? And actually, I think he, he is. is. Yeah, I was it's say. kind of the difference between. Um, okay, let's say you're 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 a baseball team, and you're um, you have one really good shortstop, and you have a utility guy, and um, you have a another really good shortstop, maybe a Triple A, and your your shortstop gets hurt. Well, to finish that game, you're going to bring in the utility guy. Yeah, but moving forward. You're going to bring up that guy from AAA because he's a better shortstop. In the middle of a game, Devin White gets hurt, or close to the beginning. Your plan, while the game is in flow, is to bring in Kevin Minter because, A, he calls plays in practice. so he And he has mm-hmm. one of the helmets. So does Levante, by the way. Mm-hmm. He has one of the – you get three, as we talked about last week during the game. And he has one. So he's your guy to keep it flowing when you haven't prepared for uh, Devin White being out. Then Devin White, you know he's not going to play the next week. So during that week, all you right. prepare for it because Levante has called plays before. Now you practice all week with Levante as your play caller, and that's what you do. By the way, Levante had a really good game on Sunday. Yeah, he really did. And we, we didn't talk about that in the beginning. Our, front, for, but, our but defensive I will say, front was yes, good. Yeah, but but he did have a good game. Sometimes you forget how good he is. Yeah, until you, I mean, until, it, until you watch. Yeah, he, he, he this defense, and I talked about it last week, I think is very good for him because our front line is doing a great job of keeping the blockers off of the linebackers, mm-hmm. so they're flying around and making plays, yep. especially Levante. Yep. And especially with Devin out, it's it's glaringly obvious, obvious how yes. good Levante is. Yep. Um, second half of that question, trying to explain our defense now. 
with two inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. Because in the 4-3, we always said we had a middle linebacker, like Juan, a weak side linebacker, Levante, yeah. and a strong side linebacker who was a number of different players and is the yeah. guy that comes out in nickel packages. Um, in this defense, you call them both ILBs, but internally our coaches call them the Mike and the Mo. Mike is what we're used to hearing because Mike means middle. Right. M, M, Mike. We called him the Mike in the 4-3 as well. That's Devin. He's your traditional inside linebacker. Generally, that guy is, is bigger um, than your weak side guy. In our case, and, and maybe probably not as fast, the, what made Devin the fifth overall pick in the draft is he's a great middle linebacker, but he also could probably play weak side because he's so fast That's and rangy right. and athletic. But of the two of them, he's, he's bigger and he's your Mike. He's more likely to take on blocks and Levante's more likely to be free. Um, Levante plays the Mo, which is really very similar to what the Will used to be okay. in the 4-3. That got one of the guys, like Shaq Barrett, even though we call him an outside linebacker, and we say we only have two linebackers, um, you know, two, like, off-ball linebackers, mm-hmm. internally they call him the Sam, which is what we always call yeah. him before. yeah. So it's not, and this is what coaches like. Gets confusing. Yeah. It's more, as confusing as it is, it's the same. That's what a lot of our coaches have been trying to say all along. I mean, Todd Bowles comes in, and, oh, we're switching to a 3-4. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But really, a lot of the stuff is the same. Okay. A lot of, when you're in over fronts, when you take it, especially when you go to nickel, our front looks very much like it always has. So fans are trying to learn something new, and they didn't know it's they already knew it. It's crazy new. In fact, yeah. I was told that this defense is very similar to what we ran under Greg Schiano. Uh, even though we called that a 4-3. And um, Levante, that's good because Levante was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Remember that yeah. like seven-sack, five-interception season? That was under Shiano. And I know we don't like to talk about the Shiano era very much, but, but okay. Levante was very good in that defense. Um, I think that was 2013, his second year. Uh, the other thing about that is, so Levante's the weak side guy. Devin... Will Golston and Shaq Barrett always play on the strong side. They travel together, as they say. So, you know, strong side means the tight ends on that side of the line. So if, if the tight end, they stand there and they see where the tight end goes, and those three guys travel together. Will Golston, who's your strong side defensive end, it's perfect. It's the position he was drafted for under Greg Schiano. It's mm-hmm. So he's back to playing the exact position that our scouts thought he, he was a perfect play. fit right. for. And he is an underrated guy having a great year so far. Will Golston. So Will Golston, Shaq Barrett, and Devin White are the strong side. Levante's always on the weak side. He's more likely, Devin's more likely to be taken on blocks, which means by the end of the year, you know, injuries notwithstanding, mm-hmm. Levante's probably going to be your leading tackler. Devin would be second or maybe a safety. Right. See what I'm saying? Well done. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's. So you actually, so, now, ba- so basically fans already know what they know. They just didn't know that they knew it. It's not that much different than what Levante's yeah. always done. And, that's the, what, just, yeah. and the coaches call him Mo, a Mo linebacker, mm-hmm. M-O. Um, mm-hmm. Now, offensively, like the Giants' defense is very similar to ours. Yes. But our offense refers to them as the Mike and the Jack for some reason, not the Mo. I don't really <laughs> know why. I, just, I know it's mixing it up. <laughs> you always hear, you know, the quarterback's always pointing. Uh, Usually he's pointing out the Mike linebacker. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the other team considers the Mike. It's what, you based did. on your yeah. scouting, you go, okay, that's the guy we consider the Mike in this play. And identifying the Mike tells a lot of the other players what they're supposed to do. Okay. Understand? Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So there's your answer, Chris. Good Hope question. Maybe you read it, but if not, at least you're hearing it now. And um, if you're confused, go to um, Scott's mailbag from and last week. You can read it. Read maybe basically what I just same yeah. exact thing. And and yes, Kevin Minter is more of a traditional middle linebacker, mm-hmm. and it's probably why he's starting while Devin's out right. uh, instead of Dayon Buchanan, who's a, a more versatile guy, not as big, and um, probably would be in if Levante was out, as we saw in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, our middle, our, our inside linebacker depth is surprisingly very, very good because we haven't even talked about Jack Sitchie. And no. I think if he got in there, he'd be he'd good. He'd be pretty good, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good? Yeah. Moving on? I am. All right. Th- that, by the way, that was from Chris from Orange County, California. Oh, well, we're going to be out almost in yeah, the we'll be in hi. LA. We'll be in L.A. County. Just, the Coliseum just, for the first yeah. time since 1993. Yeah, just so you know the difference of the counties. I don't. Yeah. Um, Orange County is south of L.A. County. Okay. Uh, L.A. County is huge, but Orange, uh, you know, is... You the know, whole area is gigantic. Yeah, Orange right? County is is uh, Anaheim. Um, you know, the, the stereotype that everybody everybody from that area always tells you exactly how they got somewhere? 
What, I'm yeah. going to take the, I don't know what the rules Oh, the 405. Are. I'm going to take the 405 oh, yeah. down to the. So, yeah, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. <laughs> it's don't matter true, what, too. Yeah, no matter what time of day out there, it is traffic. Traffic's is, bad. Yeah, yeah. You, you have Cypress out there. Um, just, there's a lot of, you know, it, there, it's a little different because usually when you, when, you know, Southern California, they're very proud. So if you're in Orange County, that's how they identify themselves. Uh, kind of like here when you say, where are you from? Oh, uh, Pinellas County, uh, mm-hmm. Hillsborough County, Pasco. I usually just say Tampa. Yeah, but you're in Hillsborough County, you know. So. I'm in Carrollwood. Yes. The land of every chain restaurant you could ever want. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Next question. Yes. Greetings, salty ones. Yay. Just a real quick question here. Okay, cool. All right, quick Sometimes answer then. I, yeah. Who has surprised you so far this season on the Bucks? I know we're only a few games in, but is there a player or a couple players who have done much better or worse than you expected? If you did, thanks for answering. That's kind of a little different, uh, a little different twist on cute, it there. Cute, if cute, you did. If you did. Dylan B., uh, I don't know, last name withheld apparently, from Orlando. Okay. Uh, well, of course, Shaq Barrett. You're, you're right. going with that. And the disappointment. Couldn't have yeah, the disappointment sucks. would be gay. In the last game. In the last game, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, I have not been uh, – I've been a little disappointed that we can't get anything going on punt returns. Kick returns, whatever, it's a touchback every time, but – You know, and I'm not, that's a sore subject with me. And, and I don't know – and I'm not pointing fingers because no. I'm not saying – it could be that our blockers aren't giving him a chance. It could be that Bobo isn't making the most of his opportunities. The only thing I've noticed, and here's the thing, in college ball – you can stop and you can bob and weave and juke and you can get around somebody. You can't do that in the so NFL. You need to just hit it. So you just need to hit it. And I think that's what I, in my. But is he getting anything to hit? I mean, Coach Arians did say that the uh, we didn't do a good job yeah, of blocking they, the gunners in the last. Yeah, game. they're coming down pretty quick. But you just got to take off. You can't. You can't just juke. And if you go back and look at the tape, that's what I saw. Yeah, maybe he hasn't had an opportunity. I don't know what the but answer he, but is. Maybe yeah. it's some of both. But, yeah, but I, he, I thought we could get more of our Yes, return. I do too. I, I would agree with that. And I'm not saying no, touchdowns, no, but just, 10, just, 15 just, yards every just, now and then. Yeah, just, every now and then a 30-yarder. Yeah, just in the position, yes. I'll go uh, I would say, and Shaq was the obvious answer. Yes. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure this is so much a surprise as it's going even better than I would have thought. Coach thought, Arians thought, we would be really hard to run on with Vita Vea and mm-hmm. Sue. Um, and that is proven true, but yeah. also because of Will Golston, who's yes. having a great year. So the golston Sue combination, it doesn't seem like anybody can run the ball at the middle on us. If if everybody performs at the same time, this is going to be a really fun ride, and that's going to yeah. be the key. Whether the coaches yeah, the front was really good, but the secondary was bad in the last game. And then special teams hurt you. So yeah. if if you if if it all and and that's what you know, in fairness, that's what good teams do. They yeah. all come together. We have to prove that we, we can have do to that. Pro- yes. All right, right, one more. All right. It's not actually a question. All right. It's a statement. Hey, Scott, podcasts are even better this season, especially after a win. Thank you. Wow. This is from. That's good because that means we're improving after each one. (laughs) You're going up. Every day you got to get better. You do. You can't can't stand still. This is from a a guy named, a listener named Bobby Munster, who we've had questions from before. All right. right. I think sometimes he says Robert, sometimes he says Bobby. He's trying to trick us, but. To honor, no, no. To honor Ronnie Barber's introduction into the Ring of Honor, I cut together a video of his historic interception in the 2002 NFC Championship game. Mm hmm. Which was the last TD to ever be scored in the vet before it was demolished? I hope you enjoy Go Bucks. And there was a link, and I did watch it. It oh. was great. Really? So it was like uh, he cut in a lot of things. Like uh, my favorite part was um, the the shots the dejected fans uh-huh. in the stands. It's just so <laughs> awesome. There's nothing better than that because that place just you just it sucked. Just got real quiet. Yeah, it got quiet. I hated and that place. Nobody was even. Yelling or screaming, they're just no. just standing there looking dejected. And he's yeah. got like five or six different yeah. spots where he's got fans. It's and, awesome. You know. <sighs> We used to, I mean, look at how many times we played at the vet and just lost. It was, just it was lost. a terrible place and to just, be. It was a dumpy stadium and just everything. And just, it's usually oh, cold. Just, you know. Well, and then there's also a part where somebody says we shut down the vet. He's got a player yep. saying, I don't remember which one it was. And then he cuts to a shot of the vet being demolished. That's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> pretty great. Well, the best thing is is you shut down the vet with a loss and the first game in Lincoln Financial yeah. Stadium you you knock them season. out too, yep. so that's pretty and then solid. there was another part. He's got Ronde in there, um, and you've heard this before. Yeah. He, he says something like, um, 
Pro Bowl my ass. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to San yeah, Diego. Something like that. You yeah. forget that he he was salty about not only yes. him, but also Brian Kelly, who led the NFL in interceptions with eight that year, didn't and, make the Pro Bowl. And I thought it was interesting. Every time Rondé talks about going into the Ring of Honor, he always brings up Brian Kelly. Yeah, Brian Kelly's one of the more underrated players yes. we've had. But mm-hmm. uh, Ring of Honor, I'm not 100% sure, but definitely an underrated guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, too. Yeah, yeah great another guy. good guy. So I wonder if he was back for this. A lot of guys were. Um, I didn't see I, everybody. I was down in the reception, but I I had responsibilities to do, so I. I yeah. st- in any st- case, I've talked to him people. in the years since yeah. one time, and uh, yeah, I think he's doing really well. I think he got into the film industry. Wow. At least at the time I was talking to him, so that's right. pretty cool. That's all I got, all right. Jeff. Well, that's good. Uh, we've this is a long one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little longer, but you know, it's we're just airing it out, so to speak. Right, right. We're so I feel better airing our yeah grievances. grievances. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, um, isn't that part of um? Oh, I can't think of it. Uh, the, the Seinfeld they made up a holiday. Oh, which one? The Christmas holiday? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, oh yeah, it had a pole. Instead of a tree, I can't think of it. I can't think of it either. Uh, anyway, but people, I think airing of the grievances was people, part of it. People are screaming. They're screaming at the <laughs> they're word. S- they're screaming at God. How dumb can you guys be? I can't. It's, it's it, escaped me. Wait, seriously, just pause for a second. We can always cut out this pause part. Yeah, right? that's what I'm going to do. That's right. Just, just what, <laughs> we can look it up. Yeah. What, what was it? Google it. I'm going to Google, Google it. Google it real quick. I may not cut this out. Um, oh, because fans love listening to two guys on their phones. Well, it's one of those. But, Two guys on their phones but, podcast. But they're laughing because they're screaming going, they're how, screaming come like on, seriously. How could you not think of this? Something I'm, I'm gonna try festive, Seinfeld. Festive. Something Festivus. Festivus. We didn't even look and it up. I, I was trying to look it up. Okay, I didn't even it look it up. It was George's dad, man. Yes, okay. Oh, thank God I feel we got that result. so much better. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Whether or not this makes it into the final cut, we'll see. It's going to. Sit. All right. All right. Jeff, thank you. Sit. All right, thank Take you. us away. All right, since you did, thanks for listening. <laughs>